Super excited for episode 10 of the Kyle Joy Show. And today we have a guest, so I'm going to give you all a short, simple recipe for something that still got my mouth water and some asparagus. And it is finally cheap again. Maybe like all summer, it was like $3.99 a pound and sometimes it's like super skimpy. And that's the thing about asparagus. Only buy it when it you think it's worth your money. I got two pounds for $1.99 each and they are nice sized pieces of asparagus. And they're so simple to make. Today, I made them on a skillet. Sometimes I make them in the oven. I'll You do the same thing to both. So today, I got me my asparagus out about half of the pound and I cut I always cut the ends off because you can cook them soft enough but they're kind of annoying if you haven't cooked them soft enough so I always cut the ends off so literally I put them in the pan put some of that vegetable spread in there that's that fake butter put some water in there some seasoning salt some chili pepper some garlic powder and some onion powder and you let that simmer as if you're making some broccoli or something and wow that's it was so good i made that paired with some pasta today but it's a pasta recipe i've already given you all uh but the asparagus was definitely the highlight you can do that same exact thing and just choose to put in the oven for um about mm, 30 minutes if you really really want them soft on like 425 but this is just your weekly reminder to literally just read the ingredients on everything that you put in your cart when you're shopping like before you put in your cart just turn it around and really think about it and encourage yourself just to cook for yourself more because it's cheaper and just better for you to know that your hands are the reason that you know you put this food together just it's just important, you know? And um, <laughs> who else is important? This guy. So I have a guest host today, none other than my favorite guy. The Honorable Hakim Doe. <laughs> He's the coolest. So we are going to talk about, and I kind of just needed him that you, you hear him. He's flipping through books. We have a lot of really cool artist books. But... I uh, just really wanted to talk about art and accessibility and thought that'd be better done with a partner. So this weekend, I totally binge watched uh, like most of season two of Queen Sugar. And I got to episode 11 when uh, basically Kiki meets um, Charlie's mom and they're in the restaurant and she's like, oh, so you're an artist. Who are your influences? And she literally names... Glenn Ligon and Theaster Gates and Carrie James Marshall and Kara Walker and I was just like yo well first of all I, I felt cool that I knew some of those people or the those people that I named she named some other people I'm, I'm not remembering them all but I knew especially uh Carrie James Walker uh Kara Walker and Glenn Ligon it was like I think that's so dope so she is in high school in this story and uh, I totally did not get put on to these artists until last year, this year, like s since being in art school. So I kind of just want to talk about that. And my first question is, who's the first artist? Like, um, meaning like, I want to say, fine artist sounds lame, but I guess like not like an actor or a rapper. So like a sculptor or a painter or someone who collages, like who was the first person 
from your community or like that looks like you i'm like lame trying not to say black but um who's that first black artist you learned about um first black artist that i knew about huh i feel like Boscat was referenced pretty early but um let me see. I feel like a great answer is escaping me. I just can't really. Mm. No, Basquiat's my answer. Basquiat is the first person who looks like me who was out, like, thinking when I'm thinking about, like, oh, art, like, on this extravagant scheme. That's the first person. And probably the one person I referenced until I got hip to Carrie James Marshall. I mean, we're talking about fine art, I guess, was classified as fine art specifically. Well, maybe, no, just like um, a painter or a sculptor or someone not like, because I think for me, like if you ask me first artist is like an R&B, like a R and like a singer or a rapper, like I totally know them. But when I'm thinking about like things that are in a museum type of art, w the first person. Um, I'll probably say, what, what's the name of that Camp Lowe song? That's kind of like a, a famous portrait. I don't know who actually drew it. I mean, we got Google. Google's the homie. Camp uh, Lowe. I, yeah, I, so I'm not sure like about that. A group of African Americans. <laughs> oh. That's what you would call them. Do the you mean like? Oh, okay. I heard there was this story about that in Good Times, like the man who paints those. There's some story that how that connects the Good Times or something. Probably. That's a good one. You maybe you all. I, I'm. He's pulling up a picture now but it's totally that picture um uptown that everyone saturday has night. seen uh camp low uptown saturday night mm. yeah. that's good yeah i'm totally i'm sure i totally saw that painting before i heard about basquiat yeah and i'm pretty sure i saw the painting before i actually heard the music so i think that that classifies it as fine art and i mean what is fine art that's a question well, that's why I tried to, I'm like, okay, sculptor, painter, something in a museum type of thing. And I guess, quote unquote, that's what it is. Something that would be hanging in gallery spaces and museums. But I didn't know that Camp Lowe was also a band or something. Yeah. Whoops. And that's an album cover, that painting. Yeah. Interesting. I did not know that. Um, I guess, okay, so that's your first experience of you know artists basically that look like you creating art um what i said i keep i just said art i didn't say fine art i mean but you kind of excluded a lot i think that can be problematic well i think i'm doing this purposely because the show she was a painter and mm -hmm. just the fact that i think previously and even not even really with, when when I'm talking about writing, but like I know for so like when I what I'm what I learned in school was not like I didn't read Sister Soldier. That's one of my favorite writers. Um, I didn't read Shea Youngblood in school. I was reading white people, mm -hmm. and for her to be like when the woman asks who is, she's a white woman by the way, she asks who are your favorite artists, and she's saying literally all these black artists and like maybe like I say Judy Bloom was one of my favorite artists, which like she is dope as fuck, but like. I just thought it like so that's that's I'm only asking about fine art because we know hella we will have an episode about raps rappers and actors and R&B singers is that what you're saying I'm no I guess keeping I'm just out saying because 
in reference to the Queen Sugar episode I was talking about and the clip that you showed me, my answer as a 17-year-old would be completely different. And I think that's what you're getting at in essence. But it's kind of just like ruling out. I get what you're saying. I get what you're getting but who, at. Who, she, who do you think I'm ruling out? I mean, I would have said personally, I would have listed off a bunch of hip hop greats. Right, like exactly. And we, we know them. We, we've been very blessed and educated with knowing their art, knowing that music, it wasn't not even restricted from us, but that was taught to us, that was given to us. But these artists were not given to us. I literally learned about Carrie James Marshall was that the summer of 2016 that's crazy i consider myself an artist i consider myself a creative i like aesthetic and i had never heard of him and i so that i think that's kind of this thing of like accessibility hip-hop is extremely accessible to us but for some reason these artists who are making visual art or like yeah i guess it's visual art because i don't even i asked you about sculptors and uh Sculptors as well. I don't even know a black sculptor. I can't well, even I mean, think of that. I think, um, I think what it really is more so than fine art. I think fine art is like a cop-out word for non-commercial art. I mean, I'm getting a master's of fine arts, and literally what it means is just art that is studied, art that is used as like a master example for people to create from. And... But I'm saying anything can be used as a master example to create from. Wait, and you say so anything like, that's not commercial? I'm saying with fine art. I missed your point. No, I, so I so what I'm saying is, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fine art, what people categorize as fine art, in my opinion, is really just non-commercial art. It doesn't serve the purpose of selling a product or advertising anything. That's what makes Takashi... Murakami is so interesting because what he does is he combines commercial art with temporary, I mean, contemporary fine art. Mm. I I guess, you know, we can we can have a whole conversation also about that. What is fine art? But I guess really what I'm, I'm just talking about when I'm saying accessibility is the fact that you're right. We do know all these hip hop artists and we will, I would name those as these, my first artists, but um, I want to know, I guess I'm exploring why isn't paint, why aren't paintings accessible to us? Why aren't we taught about painters? Is that not a valuable part of art? Is it only, you know, is it just about words and, um, you know, songs and such? Why haven't we be, been exposed to these artists? And in that, the next question is, um, you said that you would have told me hip hop if I allowed that. So, um, but you, I know you, you know, you, you the lover, you like this fine art. So what has pushed you to um, d d dive deeper into um, these artists that we weren't taught about growing up? I mean, because it's just visually, uh, it's visually pleasing. The aesthetics are, are great. And I think they tell stories that are representative of myself and people that look like me. I mean, it's kind of like a, a no-brainer. It just looks good. It feels good. I'm interested in it. I just wasn't exposed to it earlier on. Mm -hmm. And I don't know exactly who you blame for that because I don't know, for instance, I mean, she's a fictional character, but I'm not sure what the young lady on Queen Sugar's uh, reference point was for finding out about all these right. these great artists. I mean, the last actual art class I remember taking was in middle school, and we were making, like, ceramics that you would heat up. Um, from clay and like drawing paintings like portraits and I'm not an artist like at all when it comes to um, 
<laughs> to draw. So, yeah. I guess I think that's interesting because I think what happened for me was I have I've I always had like this small painting practice, especially when I had uh my like senior year of undergrad, I was like, Okay, yeah, I'm totally interested in like picking this up as a practice and I think when I it used to be this thing of like, oh, Basquiat's so dope. And like, I I have paintings where I tried to do Basquiat crowns and stuff. Then it became, oh my goodness, Carrie James is like showing inside of a museum. And um, when I first saw Glenn Ligon's work this semester, that's how late, you know, like, so I'm still learning things. I decided, you know, print can be a thing. I can merge my words with this aesthetic. So I think more so for me when I see it, it's like, I just be excited to see people who look like, and I, I don't like, that's not lame to me. Like I literally the fact that like Mar Brock Akil exists in Issa Rae makes me be feeling like, yo, I can be a screenwriter. So I think that's what it does to me. And then I see the work and I want to create those aesthetics. And I think maybe I, I, I it's just so interesting. I, I wonder what that's all about. And maybe I have been pushed into it. Like the reason I have decided to search these people is because I want to be like a visual artist as well. And like I'm using them as like this template and maybe I feel upset or whatever with the world because it's like, uh, imagine if, imagine if I would have seen Kira Walker in like ninth grade and you know, it doesn't matter. Everyone like the journey is the journey, but just imagine that I had, you know, to see that and you, you're, you can be like, Oh, I didn't even realize that painting was an option for me or like, I had no clue that this could make you money and that you could be successful in this and like you don't have to be a lawyer or like you know it's just like this thing of like freedom and being an artist and being creative could have been a choice and can be a choice for more people but like art just isn't regarded and even you talking about this art class you had (laughs) we never made no ceramics in my art classes like that was not a thing and even I'm maybe even since seventh grade I didn't even have an art class like maybe we had like music but I think that's interesting like what how is art regarded and why why does it feel so inaccessible sometimes um I think that's a that's a big question that goes around in art is is art a luxury and is it supposed to be held for the upper crest or the elite or is art for everybody? Mm. I mean, we've seen some dope exhibits at the MCA. The MCA is fairly cheap. I mean, from what we know, they suggest donations, but you don't even have to pay that. So I think it's about having people around you. Like I think the art that I was listening to or that was on my radar at 17 was reflective of where I was at mentally. Um, but I think it just matters the people that are around you. So for instance, the class I was in in middle school the art class I didn't really take to that form of art so I had no reason to go outside of it or to pursue it on my own so it would have had to have been some type of outside source so when I look at when I find out about K. James Marshall it's because I'm in a relationship with you like when I'm introduced to Takashi Murakami it's because I'm into Kanye and Kanye's music and he does the cover for graduation. And I really don't even get back into like what all he does until it comes full circle and his work is shown at the MCA. Uh, I don't find out about the Astro Gates until I'm actually living in Chicago and it's a word of mouth thing because he's very community based and people in communities are talking about what the Astro Gates is 
doing inside the community, whether it be good or bad. So. That's super interesting. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think that entry point is important. And so you say that you know a lot of these things because I'm your girlfriend. So the next question is, yeah, um, well, okay, uh, <laughs> Carrie James Marshall, <laughs> because well, we checked these books out from Moscow. <laughs> Just wait, y'all. Um, but um, do you think so? Now that you know these things and they make you feel a way, they make you feel emotion. Do you think it's important to share them with family members? Like, would you ever share like painting, like someone's paintings? on your facebook i mean that's like lame but like do you think it's important to share this art with friends and family or is it just something that you consume or would you like do you do you think that's important to share these artists yeah, i'm definitely an advocate of all dope shit in whatever form like if i see some dope shit i'm gonna let dope people in my life know about the dope shit i saw i mean when i was in atlanta we went to the um not the name of the museum but uh escaping my mind right now but definitely me and the homies was like yeah I was like, let's go to the museum see what they got down here so but have you ever had a conversation directly been like yo you ever heard of carrie james marshall or you ever heard of carol walker you ever heard of glenn ligon hmm. no interesting but when 444 came out you told you were talking about it and stuff commercial art once again that's so interesting i mean, I mean but I put people on to i guess i mean we put you out on to takashi and carrie james i think it's mm -hmm. just about the people who are around as this is being consumed mm -hmm. super interesting i think i mean i i guess like i'm asking that question and i'm like no i definitely don't like bring an artist book over to my grandma's house and share with her but i think that's something i would be interested in doing um, but just thinking about like, um, like when I get to get in contact with youth or when I have my own youth to raise, um, knowing that like, I'm gonna, this is, this is going to be an important part of their life curricular because, um, just thinking about the doors that they open for me as a 24 year old graduate student, um, just to at least give the youth the chance to see this and feel like they have other possibilities because, a lot of times we like to be like, oh, the media doesn't raise or like that doesn't matter. But like representation matters so much. And, you know, when you're growing up, you're learning about fucking white painters all the time. And you just, I don't know, just be, that's like this lofty thing that's not even important. And that shows. And I, I'm telling you, I have not taken a, a art class like since that was in seventh grade, like our schools didn't have easels and canvases and paint and that is important in a lot of ways but like the two is just like exp like literally like being able to paint um visual art because i'm a i'm a writer i'm in graduate school for writing and that not that it's hard but it's it's thoughtful and you have to really consider but there's something so freeing about just like painting and like that still meaning something in the end and like i think that's something that i mean would it it's a helpful thing for me now and I just want to help young people or like even older people know that like art is this very valuable thing to I, be explored. I don't even recall actually learning about a lot of white painters. Like I just don't recall fine art being like a topic in school or outside of school. I think you have to meet people where they're at. Like it, like it has to be a Takashi doing a Kanye West album cover for myself 
but why is that so i mean instance, so why I'm is like, it not valued like at, when i'm at that age when i'm in middle school i'm enjoying dragon ball z which is like anime so then of course they're selling like sketchbooks where you can draw goku you can draw piccolo you can draw all these characters like that's interesting i think those are the gateways interesting super interesting i think yeah i'm i think that's fruitful if Kerry james marshall had a cartoon show like it would be different that's so and i I get that because like going to a museum and looking at the paintings on a wall but like you and i went to the mca so many times this summer so it's 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 it 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 creates a vibe it's a purpose for it there's a reason for it and we enjoy it so i, I guess it's just like at what's the stigma I, I around it at 14 a museum experience is whack but like what is that like that's a it's just static stuff on the wall like i think you hit it on the head like when you're talking about experiences and like how everything is really moving to like an experience economy like people are providing experiences behind services and goods Interesting. Airbnb has experiences. I mean, it has to be, like, lit. Like, where's the music at the museum? Like, Hmm, a concept. It's not a complete. But I don't, I'm I'm hearing you, but I'm also just, like, it sounds like propaganda. No, because how is it propaganda? Propaganda against museums. It's not a complete culture. Like, it's a culture of itself that you have to. But you say that one as if all museums are the same. It's a culture in and of itself that you have to ascribe to the museums that i've been to like you have to be in that world that includes museums like there's no there's no bridges like back to the 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 takashi like that's the bridge like that's what invites people to come out like if museums like culture includes so much like look at hip-hop it's visual it's sonic it's active like it's, it's dancing it has to do with the economy there's so many different avenues to bring you in and then it's all one big party. Fine art isn't like that. It, and it's, it's also steeped in a lot of academia, right? So you, you got these avenues to which people even have access to be in the museum are of a certain age. So I don't even know if it's like always for that demographic. Like they can appreciate it. I think art is for everybody. In what you're saying, are you talking about inaccessibility or you're just talking about people literally just ain't interested? Or is it like they're not interested because it's not accessible type of thing? I guess that don't even matter. I think it just has to be like it has to be your taste. Like, so I think that for the MCA, for example, like there's a certain taste level. There's a certain taste that you have to have to appreciate that in art. Sounds like propaganda. How's it propaganda? What What do you mean a certain amount of... What does taste mean? That sounds like you're, you know, tilting on the lines of class. No, I don't think taste is bound by class. I think taste is about articulation of what you like. Taste for... So, okay, you're not just saying taste as a thing. You're saying, like, they have to have a taste for being... For art, for being in a museum, for wanting to appreciate that. So, I mean, I think... Like it's something either you have to get from your parents, mm-hmm. something you're gonna have to get from a school. Like it's that's so. Like, am I a dweeb? Because I literally love museums and like, you know, I've been to and it's so crazy. So, Art Institute of Chicago is the third largest encyclopedic museum, um, and I've been to the Louvre. So it's the Louvre, 
the art institute and um the met in uh new york so it's just like it's just interesting i've never been to that one but I don't know. I think I hear you and I understand what you're saying. But at the same time, I think that like my grandma can go to him if you just decide to be in the mindset and just be like, I'm here. Like, I don't know. I think anyone can enjoy a museum. And when we I think it's the conversation about saying things about taste or like this is lame or this is whack. It's like we have these stigmas around it when really it's just like dope and this place to enjoy or even not. It's not even about museums. Like I talk about these artists in specific and googling circling these images and just knowing about these images because i I just think it's dope and i think it's important to share but we we will st stay on that forever i just wanted you to give uh, maybe a shout out to one of your favorite um artists that you found recently in these years and maybe like um maybe talk about an aesthetic that you love of theirs or a painting in particular or you know just a a little some some about one of these um artists who look like you who you've learned about recently I think I'm really still searching. Like I think it's it's new to me, but um, to throw something out there, I think not necessarily that he looks like me, but I think uh, Takashi's work is dope. I I mean, is there, is there a problem with that answer? Go ahead, speak your mind. I'm literally talking about freaking accessibility to. I mean, but I guess he's an artist of color, so that's cool. That's okay. But I think I really, like, Glenn Ligon has totally, like, been inspiring me. Because I guess, like, this was all stems you off of... me a question. Yeah. <laughs> this fool's talking about Takashi Mirakami. And, like, we talk about these artists that Kiki named on uh, Queen Sugar. But, because, like, the point is about, like, but you say artists, he don't look like you. It's cool. That could be your answer. Y'all see him always uh, messing up my podcast. <laughs> I'm just playing. I really appreciate I mean, you. I don't look like these people in Kerry James Marshall's paintings either. Not the people, the painter. And when I, you know, I say that because I struggle with. I, I hate saying black artists because they're just artists. Uh -huh. But I think the it is important for me. I guess, and you say it, you you're not interested in like a visual art. You're just the master of the words, which is that's probably the the disconnect. But for me but to see, uh, well, you said you don't want to create them. More and more so. You you said that it's not your thing or something like that, or maybe when you're younger. But for me, I actually, I would love to be hanging in a museum one day. That is one of my mini goals. And to know that, like, Carrie James is hanging and Kara Walker is hanging, I think that's important to me. And knowing things about, like, the um, studio of Harlem or Harlem Studio. I never know what it's called. The thing in New York is, like, a great black artist residency. Um, but just knowing that those things exist, it just kind of is this, like, you, and that is not, I'm not just saying this, but, like, it sounds like you feel very comfortable in your hip-hop dreams because, like, you, like, people who look like you are there, opposed to, like, and, you know, we always have these conflicting views. You went to HBCU and such, but sometimes, you know, when there aren't other people around when it can make who look like you is like one I don't want to do this because like I'm tired of being like this only one but also it just feels inaccessible because like why would they choose you because they haven't been choosing people like you look like you all along but when I see these artists it just really makes me feel like this is a valuable thing I can well, um I'm sorry to be in a museum like it's a lame thing but like it's a purpose like there's a well, reason there's opportunity. like I said the museum experience is whack Personally, even though there's art in there that I really enjoy. Now, 
like but the experience overall like could be a lot better it could be improved upon not to say that it's whack because i actually enjoy it but it could be improved upon a lot so i think there's an opportunity for black artists and i think the harlem places is kind of what you're saying but i haven't actually been there to experience Mm -hmm. it but i think there's an opportunity to create dope ass art in dope ass environments right that's exactly what i'm saying but you're but i'm (sighs) charleston what i'm just saying that like it's not about like being chose or about anything and although like you know i could i could be at a loss of words for sometimes but it's literally just for me knowing that like the you're looking at a kara walker book like this has been published this was not cheap to make this was expensive and that's because some higher entity or something made it for her and you're right i'm i'm okay with showing on my my art has hung on trees in hyde park like i'm i just want my art to show but what i'm saying is this has taught me visibility and showed me that it's possible it's something that i should keep pushing towards i should keep painting because it's not just a hobby it's like literally this thing that can pay my bills that can transcend that can be in other people's hands and that's that's really what why i'm talking about like you know black artists specifically and what that does for me as an a person who wants to create visual art who does create visual art no i completely agree but i got nothing to do with wanting to be chose you want to bullshit <laughs> anywho y'all um yeah so super cool y'all should really check out artists like carrie james marshall kara walker glenn ligon theaster gates uh rashad newsome uh homie daryl terrell um that's yeah it's terrible i can't even name more but there's so many artists that have really cool art that has inspired uh, a lot of my new practice and i'm super excited about that and you know this week's live in bronzeville is like literally just that i am living and i have read for class and i have responded to most of my emails and i'm just super excited about that and to be alive in this moment and um i said something in my blog last week about like i'm literally just like you know on this journey um to get to influence and i'm just enjoying my youth and my health while it's here i think that's just so important like we're so spoiled with the concept of days that we be like oh tomorrow or like this or that or like it's just you know we're young right now and we're healthy in this moment and like that's like gonna be super important one day so live in that vibe in that Peace and greetings. I hope you all never miss your meetings. Unless you really want to, then you should do what you want to do. Boo boo. Bye. Um, Charleston, would you like the friends? No, I'm with the bullshit. Oh my goodness. Here you go. I'm with all the bullshit. You all should check out his website. Hipstreets.com. H-I-P-S-T-Z.com. It's all facts, keeping people hip to the streets. You know, some on there about tech, art, business. You might find some up there about a Carrie James, Takashi, a Carrie Walker. You know, we're going to break it down, give it to you from a lot of different perspectives. Bye. Have a good night. Eee.